the, the, the quicker I think you kind of humble yourself and you quiet your own narrative of who you are in every conversation, you can start actually being a sponge and you can start listening more and you can start saying, oh, wow, that's, you know, just don't judge, don't prejudge, don't say, okay, I know you're this person because of that. You're listening to Lives That Speak, a podcast highlighting the remarkable work of Sidwell Friends School alumni. I'm Natalie Randolph, the Director of Equity, Justice, and Community at Sidwell Friends, a pre-K to 12th grade independent Quaker school located in Washington, D.C. In this interview, I sat down with my longtime friend and class of 1995 alum, John Bernthal. An actor, playwright, and screenwriter, John has appeared in such well-known films as Fury and Ford vs. Ferrari. Currently, he stars in the critically acclaimed King Richard and the film adaptation of Small Engine Repair. His work on King Richard has garnered multiple supporting actor nominations, including a Golden Globe nomination. In this episode, we discuss craving people that think differently than you, the important impact that a school and teacher can have on the outcome of a student's life, and grappling with the notion that two conflicting truths can exist in the same space. We hope you enjoy. Welcome, friends. Today we have John Bernthal, a friend and a fellow alum, class of 1995, a world-renowned now actor Uh and playwright, (laughs) and we will find out all kinds of other things. Um, We're going to have a great chat today about you and your work, your love, um, your passions. So welcome. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, Nat. It's an honor to sit with you. Yeah. So the first question I have, I believe you asked of me, um, who are you? Who am I? Yeah, what do you oh, want man. people to know when, when they see you? Um, you know, there's lots of characters that you have, but who are you? Yeah, you know, I, you know look, I, I don't know that I want people to, to, to think anything, you know, to be honest with you. I think mm-hmm. that it's one of the weird things just sort of adjusting in, into, into being kind of public, you know? Like, you know, we were just walking out of the school uh, I, I just walked my friend out, you know, and this is a place I spent so much time. And, uh, you know, when we were walking out, you know, somebody stopped the car and said something. We stopped and took a picture with somebody, you know, being back here, I, I, I that, that, it, 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 that hits me in a very weird way, mm-hmm. you know, being kind of a public person. When you ask me who I am, the first thing I thought of is I'm Henry and Billy and Addie's dad. Like, that's who I am. I'm Aaron's mm-hmm. husband. Like, that's who I am. Mm-hmm. Y- y- you know, my, uh, my, my wife and my kids are the center of the middle of my universe. And um, that's who, that, 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 that's, that's who, who, who I am. And I, and I think this, this other thing, you know, this public thing, I, I really do look at that now. It is my passion. It's the thing that has gotten me closest with um, sort of a real spiritual life. Um, I, 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 I think of it um, as uh, very much kind of like my mission. It's my mm-hmm. life's work, but it's my work. You know, my, my, who I am is, is uh, you know, those kids, daddy and, and, and my wife's man. Mm-hmm. How do you reconcile that when you're out? You know, I've seen you when you were out. Mm-hmm. You stop, you sign everybody's autograph. <laughs> you take everybody's picture. Mm-hmm. Um, where does that come from? Because I know some, some folks in your, in your position don't take that time. Look, I, I mean, honestly, like, Nat, I, I mean, you know me, you, you know, you, you, you know me for, you know, decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know where I was. Uh, you, you know, look, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really grateful for this. Mm-hmm. I, I, get, I get paid to do what I love. And, um, 
I, I can't believe it. I can't, I, 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 I still literally pinch myself all the time. I love this. I work really hard at it, but it's, um, loving something, working hard at something is, is that, that, that's not, that doesn't just take care of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I am I'm extraordinarily blessed and lucky to be doing what I do with the folks that I get to do it with. And, you know, I think that, you know, you really, it, it, it's interesting, I think, especially with a lot of the folks in my audience, they're not really the kind of people that go up to people and ask to take pictures. You know, it's a lot of soldiers and cops and firemen. And, mm -hmm. you know, to, to uh, you know, sometimes, you know, maybe it's just they want a little picture for Instagram, mm -hmm. but sometimes, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, you can spread a little bit of joy. You can do something mm -hmm. kind. I, I like to be able to have that ability. Um, I can't imagine not using it for good. It's such an easy thing. You know, when I was a little boy, I went to, I went to uh, summer camp up in New Hampshire, and I remember my, my dad picked me up, and, and um, we were driving back, and we stopped at a diner in, um, in Massachusetts on the way home. I was eating my cheeseburger, my French fries, and my Coke, and uh, I remember looking, and I said, Daddy, that's, that's Robert Parrish right there. And it was a real-life Robert Parrish right there in that restaurant. I said, Dad, I got to go get an autograph. I got to go get an autograph. My dad said, man, just sit down. Do not bother that man while he's eating. That's Robert Parrish. And I couldn't stop staring at him. I'd seen him on TV. I'd never met a celebrity before. Mm -hmm. And my dad said when he was finished eating, I could take one of those drink coasters, and I could go over to him, and I could ask him for an autograph. So there I was. You know, I was nine years old, and I took the little drink coaster. I asked the waitress for a pen. I walked over to him. I said, excuse me, Mr. Parrish, but may I please have your autograph? And he looked at me, and he stared right at me. He said, go away, kid, just like that. And that just, it, like, crushed me. Mm -hmm. And, and, and uh, I think when you go up to someone, you are kind of putting yourself out there a little bit. Mm -hmm. There is this little risk of rejection. I think in this world, more and more, we're hiding behind screens. So much of our interactions are... You, 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 you know, cloaked and masked and we're doing it as a distance. And there's so little sort of like in real life contact, especially with strangers. And I'm a big, big supporter of in real life contact. Like, mm -hmm. I just think that, you know, chemistry and conversation and connection, especially with strangers, um, it, it's, it's, it's the, it's like the fruit of life, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's, a, it's a key to being happy to, to, to be able to go into a place, not know people, and not know who you're gonna meet and be willing and open to meet somebody. And so I, uh, I will never say no to that. That's awesome, that's awesome. And you know, we've known each other. I've known you since at least, I don't know, eight or 10, like mm -hmm. whatever. Um, a lot of folks here know you, you know, your friends from Sidwell. We mm -hmm. all have had our friends for 30 plus years. Um, and I'm not sure any of us would, we can go downstairs and check the yearbook and what would you have been doing yeah, 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 at yeah. this point in our <laughs> lives? Like how acting, like I didn't see it, but you uh, were older than me. Uh, did, did any of your friends, Dougie, Garrett, all of them, like, did they see this coming? Did you see this coming? How, how did this come? I don't know that they saw it. I don't know that anybody, you know, saw it coming. You know, there was no sort of like master plan that, that you know, and, and I think that that's sort of what I was saying before about sort mm -hmm. of the gratitude and, and um, look, what I, what I will tell you is, you know, when, um, and it's just sort of the power of being a wonderful teacher or the power of being a wonderful coach. I remember, you know, some of the folks at this school, um, teachers, coaches, um, security folks, people on buildings and grounds, you know, they're, they're, they're people that I've made connections with. You know, I think a Coach Gold, you know, um, 
I think of, uh, you know, Mr. Tonkin. Uh, I think of, uh, you know, Mamadou. I think of the, 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 these people that had huge impacts on me. You know, when I went to school, I met this theater teacher, Alma Becker. And, you know, this woman just, she just blew my life wide open. Mm -hmm. um, I was getting in a lot of trouble. I was really lost. Was um, it? I, it's, it's at Skidmore. Skidmore. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I and I wound up in her class. I went there to play baseball. I wound up in her class. You know, you know, honestly by accident. Um, and she really saw something in me. And you know, when an adult believes in you, um, especially if um, you know for a long time you've sort of felt like the rejection of adults or you've felt, you know, it's very easy, I think, for a kid to kind of fall into a narrative. Um, that's why I always tell my kids, like, don't let anybody tell you who you are, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, she believed in me. She saw something in me. She was the woman that, um, you know, cast me really in my first real play. And I remember after I did that play, I went back and I sat with my Sidwell friends. We all lived together uh, uh, after my freshman year in college at the beach. And I remember sitting with Greg Zumas and Dougie Thornell and telling them, like, guys, this is it for me. I know this is what I'm going to do. This is mm -hmm. what I'm going to do. And I can do this. And I like I'm, I'm never going to stop. And, you know, through her, I ended up moving to Russia and studying over there. Through her, she married my wife and I. I mean, this teacher really, really changed the course of my life. I have her name tattooed right here. You know, she, she, she really saved my life in a lot of ways. And, um, you know, I, I, but, but as far as like seeing where I'm at now, you know, for me, it's really just been about the love of, of, of doing it. And, and for me, success in this business is really just about being invited back. That's mm -hmm. all it is. Can you keep doing it? That's all I think about. Am I going to get another swing at that plate? I got to mm -hmm. be good enough to get invited back to the party. Yeah. You love acting. Mm -hmm. What is it about acting that you love? Ooh, that's a good question. Matt. I mean, I think the first thing that pops in my, 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 my head when I say that is I love the danger of it. Mm -hmm. uh, there's something I, I like to call reckless abandonment. You know, uh, there was a type of energy that I tapped into when I was young that got me in a lot of trouble. Mm -hmm. I love pushing the envelope. I love flirting with danger. I love going places that I wasn't supposed to go. Um, unfortunately, that led me into a lot of places I didn't want to be and that, mm -hmm. that it, it had a real toll on my life. Um, it caused pain to me, caused pain to others, caused pain to my family. Um, but I was good at it. I was good at getting in trouble. I've always been good at getting in trouble. Uh, when I found acting and I started doing it, I found that that same energy, if I tapped into it, risk-taking, um, doing the thing that nobody else would, uh, challenging everyone in the room, really trying to flirt with danger, I could use it in such a positive way, telling mm -hmm. stories, something that we've been doing you know, from the beginning of time. Um, I love that. I love being in a scene, not knowing where it's gonna go. Um, the, the, the potential of it falling apart, the potential of it being terrible, the risk, the potential of it could grow and be anything in this world. And the times that I felt best in my work are the times when um, there's a real electricity on set or on stage or even on the written page where I'm challenging myself again to go to a place that's dangerous, that's provocative, that's scary. Um, you know, I think if you can find that in your work, if you can find ways to completely humble yourself and scare yourself and push yourself, look, it's, 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 you know, like being a father, it's, 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 it's a job you're never going to just lick. Like mm -hmm. you're never just going to be like, yeah, I got that. Like you can always get better. You're always going to fail. You're always going to screw up. 
but it's just this series of, 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 of admitting and uh, of saying, you know, what? okay, I didn't get it that time. Let me try this. Let me try this. This series of failures and attempts. That's really this journey, this beautiful journey. Um, and I love it. It's the two things I love the most mm-hmm. in the world, acting and being a father. Yeah. And I'm, I'm imagining like when you were talking, the danger of it and the like unpredictability that, that, that tense, that, that, um, you know, anxiety is happening during the process. What about when it's finished and you get to see it? You know, the th- it's funny because like, you know, the, the, you know, my first love without a doubt is, is theater. You know, mm-hmm. that's the thing I love the most. And, you know, there is no feeling to me more terrifying than that moment right before you're going to get on stage. Mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, exhilaration, it's fear, it's terror. Every, I mean, there is a palpable chance you're about to go out there and it's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I love that. Um, I love that. You know, once you get out there and you're doing it, a lot of the time for me, then it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's athletic. It's playing mm-hmm. a game. You're in, you're in your zone. You're, you're playing your instrument. You're, you're, you're performing, and it's, it's, it's a joy. Um, but when it's over, it's over. And, and for me, you know, now that so much of my work is, you know, captured by a camera and then, you know, you know shot out into the world mm-hmm. by some medium or another, you know, for me, I really don't watch what I do. I have no interest in it. Uh, I, it's only an exercise in disappointment and frustration because <laughs> I know what I see. I know what I experienced. I know the story I was trying to tell with my collaborators and my partners. But look, it's a really manipulated art. You know, it's, it's the, you know a lot of times with people, with art, with processes, the, the, the best thing about somebody you love is very close cousin to, to, to the worst thing. Mm-hmm. And... You know, the best thing about what I do is that that's such a collaborative art. You know, it's such a collaborative art. You know, you, you, you're making this, this, this thing with all these different people from all these different walks of life, different races and religions and, 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 and sexual orientations and, and, and political beliefs. And you're all coming together and you're making this like creative endeavor together. And I think we're really, there's a really sort of like messed up look at it that it's all about these actors or these writers. Mm-hmm. or It's not. It's these beautiful craftsmen, people, you, you know, electricians, grips, the camera department, the makeup department. It, you know, it's just like everyone is there busting their ass to make something together. And I love being a part of that. Mm-hmm. But then it's cool. Like, then it's like we're there, we made it. Then I think you got to kind of let it go because mm-hmm. you can't do anything about it. Uh, mm-hmm. what, what, once it's done, it's done. You can't do anything about it. So I really try to not go back and look at what I did. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, you know, you made it, you've studied at the highest level of this, you know, Harvard, then you went to the, um, Moscow, the Mo- Moscow, Art Moscow. Theater, yeah. yeah. What's, what's one or two things from that experience? Um, you know, and coming, you know, being at Sidwell, you could argue, you know, in some senses, we were at the highest, one of the highest levels of academics in, in high school and middle school. Sure. How did both? How did it compare? And and what was it like to be in that that like heavy of a space of, mm-hmm. of that craft? Look, I think just like anything else, you know, if you, you you know training, like if you really want something, you 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 know, I think again, 
One of the best and worst things about being an actor is you could go and you can study for 15 years. You can learn ballet. You can learn acrobatics. You can learn, uh, you can learn all uh, clowning. You can learn so many different facets of, of this sort of technique. But then there's a kid who can wake up in Missouri and decide, hey, you know, like my yeah. face looks pretty good. I'm an actor. And they're just a bit of every bit of much as an actor as you are. It doesn't matter mm -hmm. what degree you have. I love that about the profession. But it's also a challenge. Um, I know for me you know, loving it and wanting to do it and coming from sort of the family that I came from, you know, training and preparing and being ready to do whatever, um, that was tremendously important to me. Um, I can tell you as far as Sidwell, um, you know, a Sidwell person, you, you know, to me, my best friends in the world are still the people that I went to Sidwell with. Mm -hmm. um, they are the smartest people in the world that I've come across and not smart because, you know, they're ridiculously well-read or um, there's, there's, um, there's something about, you know, growing up in this city when we did and going to this school and this sort of like fluidity and facility with being able to converse and, 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 and get close with different kinds of people that I, I, I find in sort of Sidwell folks of our era mm -hmm. that I've never really seen in a group of people. So uh, I'm extraordinarily grateful for that because I think it really helps me with what I do. It helps me find empathy for all kinds of people, mm -hmm. helps me find compassion for all kinds of people and understanding of all kinds of people, you know. With training in Russia, that was a whole different thing. I wouldn't be able to do what I do if I hadn't done that. And I think, you know, there's, there's a thing about theater training in this country where it's a very coddling profession. Mm -hmm. It's very much, I think, you, you, you know, the arts in this country is very much, you know, if you can't do this, you can't really do this, you can always go into the art where you can do no wrong, where mm -hmm. you're sort of just like kind of, they hug you the whole way through it. It's not like that in Russia. Um, you know, you have to get into that school. Once you're into that school, they cut the class in half every year. Um, it's extraordinarily disciplined. It's physically taxing. Um, you, you, you have to train your body. You have to train your voice. You have to get rhythm. You have to be extraordinarily well-read. Um, but there's also just a brutality and a, a, a cutthroat nature to it that I can only really equate it with high, high, high level athletics in this country. Mm -hmm. um, but I really dug that. I, that, that. That really worked for me. Um, because I think it's more honest. I think, you know, you got kids in this country, you know, who go to these graduate school programs or these theater schools all over this country. They're paying all kinds of money and nobody ever told them that they're actually not that good and it's not going to work out for them. And I know that that's an extraordinarily brutal and hard thing to say, but in Russia, they'll let you know. Mm -hmm. And the difference is if you can make it through those schools, you're good. You're going right into class. Um, the other thing that I will say about that is, you know, where I train and the people that I trained under, there's a vitality to it because, you know, these were all folks that came out of communism. They are all folks that came out of um, a, 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 a country where you could have no public gathering. Mm -hmm. So if you were putting on plays back then, you were doing them in secret, right? Actors and directors were assassinated. They were sent to prison because it was illegal to have public gatherings. Even state-sponsored theaters like the Moscow Art Theater, when the government decided that the piece that you were putting on was anti-government, they, they would literally, they would lock you up. Meyerhold, famous Russian director, was assassinated in his apartment. At one point he was revered, but then they realized maybe what he was saying was anti-state. So my teachers, they all did plays in hiding. You know, they put plays on in subway tunnels and in abandoned buildings at risk of going to prison, but that's how much it mattered to them. And, 
you know, to be a teacher in Russia, it's the highest honor you can get as an actor, the most successful. It's not, okay, it didn't really work out, so you can go teach it, you know, as it is for a lot of acting teachers in, a, in, in, in this country. And no slight against them. If that's your passion, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in Russia, it's the highest honor you can get. And I really responded to that, to that vitality and, and, and saying, you know, okay, if you're going to go do this, you know, put everything that you have into it. And that, 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 that really worked for me and my kind of personality. You've been in a lot. I've seen a lot of your movies. You've been in some things that are similar. You've been in some things that are different. I know the Robert De Niro movie, was it? Like, I've, I like that movie, <laughs> okay, that's actually. What's I like that movie. Um, but what, <laughs> what are some of your favorites? And I don't know if you can say this, but what type of movies do you like? Eh, I did it, but it's not, you know, it's not kind of what I wanted. You don't have to. No, it's cool. I mean, you know, you honestly, that it's not, it's crazy. You know, like trying to, you know, for me doing, it's like choosing between your kids. Like yeah. I really try to live by the philosophy that you got to be where you are while you're there mm -hmm. and you got to love what you're doing while you're doing it. You know, when I'm at home with my kids, the phone goes away. You know, I am not that, like that goes away. I'm with mm -hmm. my babies. You know, when, when, when I'm on set, I am all the way in, all the mm -hmm. way in and I got to love what I'm doing. Um, without a doubt, uh, the best thing about what I do is the people that you meet along the way. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, the artists and the craftsmen and the folks that I get to study and research with and, and, and the folks that I'm actually researching. Um, I make these unbelievably beautiful, intense, intimate, lifelong friendships. So when I look back at projects, when I look back at The Walking Dead, and I look back at that core group of people that we got to make it with, you know, they are like, they are my brothers and sisters, you know, they are my brothers and sisters. When I, you know, when I look back, even on a show like The Pacific, you know, I'm 10 years ago, I'm, these people are major, major parts of my life. When I look at, you know, this movie, Sweet Virginia, I mean, I could go and, and you never know who it, it, it's, it's, it's really going to be. When I think about this thing I just did for HBO in Baltimore, you, you know, I was with a few of these, uh, you know, police officers that I've been, you know, getting to know and researching for the role. And like, they're going to be a part of my life forever. You know, mm -hmm. I, I love these guys. And, and um, what, what, what a gift, you know, like what a gift. And, um, you know, there's just a, there's a, um, an immediacy and a, again, a vitality and a tenacity to, okay, we only have this bit of time to put on this thing. Mm -hmm. So everybody's in there digging and working mm -hmm. full on, full blast, every moment sacred. And I think that there's real, you know, it's, it's a really beautiful, fertile field for real connection and relationships. Mm -hmm. So that's the best part about it. So when I look back, it's not like, I like this job, I like, it's this person, this person, that's where I met so-and-so. And, -so. and um, that's, that's, that's the gift for me. That's cool. And you know, one of the ones that you recently did that I think is one of your passion projects, Small Engine Repair. Uh -huh. um, tell me a little bit about that and then I'll ask you some follow-up. Um, I have some follow-up questions mm -hmm. about that that I'm curious about. <clears throat> All right. Um, How did that journey start? So Small Engine Repair was a play that I did in Los Angeles uh, 11 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it was right after, in between season one and season two of The Walking Dead. It was this teeny little play that we put on um, at like a 40-seat theater that went on at, at 10.30 at night after another play. It, it had as humble beginnings as you can imagine. Real rough part of town. Um, we didn't think anybody was going to come. I just had read this play, and I really fell in love with it. Um, I was in L.A. I had a little bit of time before I was going back for Walking Dead, and we did the play. And... 
Um, you know, we, we, it was a really, really special, beautiful, electric, artistic experience. We did the play and, you know, just all different kinds of people started coming. You know, we, we had the theater community, which was, is, is a super progressive, forward thinking, you know, you know very smart uh, audience. Um, then we had sort of the professional fight world because I was boxing at the time. So all these folks came. Then we had a bunch of cops, a bunch of firemen started coming. And then the play just kind of exploded and it was very grassroots and beautiful. And um, it was just such a fun electric night at the theater and the play just started growing and moving to bigger theaters and bigger theaters. Eventually it ended up going to New York and winning all kinds of awards. And this guy that, that, that I made it with John Polano, who wrote the play and started in the play with me. Um, you know, we just, again, it's those relationships. We became extraordinarily close, you know, um, you, you, you know, his, his kids were there at the theater every night. Aaron, you know, was, my, my wife was, was pregnant with, uh, my first child at the time. And, and through the years, John and I, his career sort of taken off. He's written a few big, you know, really huge movies. He's become kind of one of the biggest writers, you, you, you know, in, in the, in the business. And, um, and then, you know, I've been doing my acting and we just always stayed in touch with those projects that we've been working on, but it was always sort of a dream of ours to make this play into a, a, a film mm -hmm. And, you know, we finally, we finally did it. And, you know, making an independent film free from a studio, it's a very, it's a, you know, you hear about it all the time. It's just very difficult. Yeah. Um, there's no money. You got to call in a lot of favors. Um, but we did it and we sold it and it was released and it made money. And, um, you know, it was a, it was a really beautiful experience. I'm really grateful that, yeah. that, that we did it. How long did it take to, to shoot it? That film? Um, pr probably not long. Uh, we, I mean, it's real run and gun, you know, time is money in that business. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you do a big movie, you know, it can be months. Mm -hmm. I think we probably shot that in 23 days or something like that. Yeah. That one really stuck with me out <clears throat> of, um, a lot of your movies and I got the opportunity to come and see you and John talk about it at the screening. Um, and it, you know, you all made a statement about masculinity in that movie. Mm -hmm. What was the statement that you wanted to make, um, and why? Why did you think that was so important to make that statement about masculinity? Well, it's interesting because you know when we first did the play, it was uh, you know it was, it was ten years ago, mm -hmm. right? So the world was different, and it was um, a lot of the conversations around my masculinity were different. Um, you know, I. I I, th I think that, you know, you had this sort of group of guys that you don't really see that much, you know, movies being made about these kinds of guys. And I, I think it sort of explored, w w I think it did sort of the best thing that art can do, which is like really hold a mirror up to society and make you ask questions and make you look at yourself and your own behavior and wonder, ask yourself, have I been complicit in some of these things? Because that's what's happening to these characters. Mm -hmm. They're laughing and they're joking and they're, they're, they're saying things that, you know, guys say that all guys have sort of played a role in saying it, but they don't realize who they're actually talking about. And then the sort of the dangers of that um, and that being taken to a level um, far greater than what they sort of thought that they were um, being complicit in mm -hmm. is, is revealed in the, in the piece. Um, and, and I think that, um, you know, it really just kind of explores it, it. What I loved always about the piece is it doesn't sort of spoon feed and tell you, okay, this guy's right, this guy's wrong. We want you to think this. Um, 
and, and, it, and it's not, it's, but, but I, do, I do think it makes you ask these questions and I think it, it's forcing you to sort of engage in a kind of behavior. It's forcing you to kind of like laugh and go along on this ride, but then it serves as this Trojan horse, be like, no, you see what you just did there? You see that thing you're laughing at? Well, look at what that could lead to. Look at what that could do. And, um, you know, now that there's been so much sort of like national and, and, and worldwide conversation about so many of these issues, we're so much mm -hmm. further down the line. It's funny, there was such a sensitivity to that film. There's mm -hmm. such a sensitivity, but you know, people say, I don't know if you can release this. And, and um, you know, I don't know, it, 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 it brings up such an important question, I think, about art, um, about intentionality. Mm -hmm. What are you trying to do? I know who John is, you know, mm -hmm. I know what's important to him. I know what kind of man he is. I know what kind of father he is, what kind of husband he is, and what kind of young woman he's he's helping to raise. Um, you know, and I believe it. I believed always, and still believe in his intentionality with that piece. Um, and I love. I, I think you know, art has to be controversial uh, uh, if you want it to make a a, a a a change. If you want it to, you know, make you you know to ask those hard questions. And I mm -hmm. think the piece really does. Yeah. What um, your other passion piece about this community in Louisiana? Um, talk a little bit about that, and and what drew you to that, and what do you hope to like with small engine repair? Get people to question, or mm. what? What complexity do you wish to add to the world? Oh man, it? look, that's huge. I mean, I mean, listen, you know, the. The Bottoms, uh, Ledbetter Heights in, in Shreveport, Louisiana, uh, the folks from that community, um, they're my heart, you know, they're, they're, they're family to me. Uh, mm -hmm. Been going down there for the last 10 years. Uh, I'm, I'm enormously uh, grateful. Uh, their story to me is sacred. The fact that they've trusted me to tell their story is something that I, I cherish. Uh, mm -hmm. And um, I'm 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 sort of steadfast in 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 my um, you, 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 you know treating that story with the, the the respect it deserves and to tell that story authentically and truthfully. Um, it's a story about folks who often are, I, th I feel like are misrepresented. Um, uh, it's a it's a uh, it's a story about folks whose com very community that they built and they love got stolen from them. Um, look, I. I think that there's something inherent for me, uh, you know, growing up here uh, mm -hmm. in this city, and in a lot of ways, even going to this school where I was, um, I, I think growing up, no matter what, at some point, there's going to be some sort of loss of innocence. Mm -hmm. I very much feel um, like I, I, I face real, real hypocrisy, uh, and, and it had a deep, deep impact on, on, on who I am. Uh, what I care about, what I believe, and the kind of artist that I want to be. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm headed to Shreveport, you know, literally after this, yeah. <laughs> you know, interview. Um, there is so much uh, grace and uh, beauty and um, love and, 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 and kindness and wisdom down there in that community um, that for so many years these kinds of communities are only portrayed in a very, very certain way. And um, look, I think that, that, that I, I don't want to tell too much about the piece, but what mm -hmm. I will say is, you know, overall, I think that, you know, the drug war in this country, I feel like we've had sort of two approaches to it. We've either said that these 
no matter which way the pen, pendulum swings, we've either said these neighborhoods just don't exist. We're not going to pay attention to them. We're just going to leave them and just not focus on them. Or we're going to hit these neighborhoods with the biggest, hardest, bluntest hammer that we can and just crush it. Mm-hmm. And both approaches are lead you to the same place. Both approaches are equally futile. They Both approaches are completely devoid of compassion and empathy. And both approaches completely ignore the fact that you know, when you, when you have an issue, you have to support it. You have to nurture it. You have to show care. You have to, you, you have to medicate, you have to, you have to, uh, you, you know, lift, you know, and, um, you know, I, I, I think that the story of the bottoms that these folks have trusted me to tell, um, you know, I really think it, 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 it highlights this, this, this very, very, very dark chapter of American history in really, really human terms. And um, again, I'm just like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm enormously, uh, you know, honored that, 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 that I get to tell this story with these folks and mm-hmm. for these folks and by these folks. Mm-hmm. This one and, you know, the people you met at this, um, with this project, the people you've met along the way, you talked about your audience mm-hmm. um, and the folks that tend to follow you and, and, and really um, that some of your work resonates with. Talk about that. What, how would you characterize um, your general audience? Mm-hmm. And I know it's important to you. Can you talk a little bit about why? You know, what I, what I love about my audience is that it's wide ranging, that it's mm-hmm. all kinds of folks, all kinds of folks. Uh, and I, I will never, uh, I, I look, I, I just think in this country right now, you know, you, you talk about, you know, masculinity, you talk about like, you, you know, patriotism or just discourse period. You know, I just think right now in this country, you know, you, you know, conversations are being led by people at the polls. Yeah. They're being led by people who have the loudest voice, who want to wave their flag as hard as they can, but who have no experience with anybody else who are different than them. And everybody just wants, they're they so rigid in their views. Um, they're so closed minded. They think they know everything about somebody else, but refuse to engage with those folks. And to me, you know, when you talk about you, you know, patriotism or again, you, you know, for me as a man, masculinity, you know, there's, there's, there's nothing less American. There's nothing weaker than being closed minded than, than being so steadfast in your views that you're unwilling to bend. You're unwilling to listen. I think there's nothing less American than not being willing to sit down with somebody with an open eyes and open heart who thinks differently than you Mm -hmm. and, and not look at that as such a risk to not just be so consumed in fear, uh, that, you know, you just, you just have to live within your bubble and that's it, you know, and it's, it's so debilitating and it's literally tearing us apart. So when I think about kind of my audience, there's no question. Um, I'm really proud that, you know, all different kinds of folks have, have responded to some of my stuff. And I am like, I will do everything I can to constantly draw parallels, build bridges between these folks with my work. Because I think one thing that does bring us all together is we all love rich, nuanced, difficult, complicated, beautiful stories and, and I think we have this thing in our mind that, okay, if you're, you know, playing the Punisher that you don't do that with, you know, nuance and, 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 and you don't make it complicated that oh, all those people want to see is a bunch of killing. Or if you're doing some little art film that they don't want to see 
you know, real, uh, you, you, you know, force or passion or, or action or, you, you know, that I, I, I just think it's, um, you, you, you know, look, I, I, I think people really respond to, to, to commitment. I think people really respond to giving it your all. And, uh, like that's just, that's just how I, that's just how I work. And, and, and I'm, 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 I'm grateful for, 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 for anybody that, that, that likes my stuff. And if I can be a sort of like thing that people have in common, mm -hmm. awesome. Like I'll take it all day and I'm doing everything I can now to sort of try to bring folks together in my own podcast, in my own, you know, just to show, Hey, you know, like all y'all people who think we're all so different, like we're really not all that much different. Like there, we, we, it, it's not that hard. You just got to sit down with each other. Mm -hmm. And I, 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 uh, I, I, I desperately want that really just for this country and for, for, for my kids. I just really want that. Yeah. Everything that you said is, um, very in line with what you know I and we are trying to do here and and um you know with the whole equity work thing and and understanding that when we were here at Sidwell you know we weren't perfect by any stretch um we're still not perfect by any stretch we got a lot of work to do um along with that and what you said what's one thing that you think is really important for us here in teaching this next generation of students, um, what do we need to know or convey to really complexify or make more complex um, a, the student's view of of the world? Um, I know it's a big question, no, but try I, to... I, I don't know. See it. See it. Just get mm -hmm. out there. Like, see the world. And, like, listen more, talk less. Like, just because you went to Sidwell, you don't have all the answers. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't. And, like, you can, there, there, there are people in this city that you might think you have, you, you, you are more educated than, or you, you, you are more uh, enlightened. Than, I, and you just got to let, like, that is some straight, like, I am telling you, that is some straight nonsense. You have a skill set. You are extremely blessed. And I'm not saying that going to this school is not an absolute blessing, but, there is wisdom to be gained by everyone. Everyone has a story to tell. There is mm -hmm. something to be gained by every interaction. If you just open your heart, you open up your ears to people. And the, the, the quicker I think you kind of humble yourself and you quiet your own narrative of who you are in every conversation, mm -hmm. you can start actually being a sponge and you can start listening more and you can start saying, oh, wow, that's you know, just don't judge, don't prejudge. Don't say, okay, I know you're this person because of that. And, um, I think, look, I think, I, I know that there, I know that, 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 that being, being humbled, finding, finding opportunities to go to places and put yourself in situations where you know nothing, where you are totally alone, where you have no, you know, net to fall on and you, you are just, you know, I, I, I think that is key to growth that is key to getting better and so i think you know for these for these unbelievably young smart talented people that go to the school i think they should just crave those kinds of situations crave people that think differently than than them and crave people that that, that were brought up differently than them and and know you have so much to learn from them and mm -hmm. and, and 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 you you you'll have so much to offer back you know but mm -hmm. um yeah i mean I, I guess that's what i'd say yeah um and now i kind of I'm going to end kind of where I started. You know, I asked you who you are. Yeah. Um, and then we've got this up here, let your life speak. Uh -huh. You know, that's kind of our, our thing now. Yeah. It's Quakerly 
in our Quaker um, Quaker philosophy of of leading leading with your life and, mm. and leading in the light. Um, when it's all said and done, you know, what do you hope your life will have said? Oof, man. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's all right. I, <laughs> no, I don't know. You know, I just, I'm trying to just respond without, you know. I, I mean, the, fir the, the first thing without, without a doubt is I, I, just, I just know the most important job that I have is raising my kids. Absolutely. Like, that's just it, you know, like mm -hmm. r r raising, you know, kind, thoughtful, strong, you know, empathetic, uh, uh, open human beings, um, tenacious human beings mm -hmm. um, is, uh, is, 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 is very important. Um, I've all, I, I really think that like, I, I said a little bit before about this, but like, I, I think to me, I feel the best as a parent when I really acknowledge my mistakes and dig into them. Cause it is a job that you're going to make many mistakes on. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the same is true with being an artist. The same is true. Y you know, we, we, we talk to ourselves a lot and, and we try to, you know, I think there's a human instinct to kind of like push your mistakes away. And, and, and to me, I feel the most peace of mind when I've, when I've really dug into the wound of my mistakes. I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you know, there was big sort of periods of my time on, on this planet where, um, you know, I, I, I was making a lot of mistakes and, 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 and I was... Um, I was living selfishly. I was having a good time. Um, and I was very reckless. Uh, and I think it is not necessarily about like redemption or like trying to right wrongs, but it's also never forgetting those things, never forgetting, um, that you've made mistakes. People are making mistakes. You don't judge people for their mistakes. Everybody has an opportunity to grow. And it's like, if you can lift some people, if you can lift some people, if you can lift your kids, if you can lift somebody else's kids, if you can lift somebody on their path and say, hey, you're here today. And if you want somebody to roll with you, I'll roll with you, mm -hmm. you know, to take that more righteous step. Um, and if you can influence that through, 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 through your work, through the way you interact with people, um, through what you put out into the universe, um, I actually don't think that that's as hard as people think it is. Mm -hmm. I think it's just living your life kind of that way. And I know I'm happiest when I live my life that way. And I know I have the most peace of mind when I, ha when I live my life that way. Mm -hmm. And that's something um, I'm enormously grateful for when, 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 when I find it. And, and, and not knowing that, hey, I just live my life that way. I am trying to live my life like that uh, every day, mm -hmm. you know? awesome thank you so much yeah thank you nat is there anything else you want to say that i didn't ask no nah, i mean you always do that to me. Uh, yeah no i mean uh no i i just i'm i'm really glad you know i don't know if this will be in the in the interview or not i'm just i'm i'm extraordinarily glad that you're here you know i I, I know you, you know your your spirit and and your talent and your wisdom is unbelievable you've always thank been you. it's from a little girl you have always been, you know, uh, magical, magical. It's uh, you make everybody better, and you you make. I can see being <laughs> here. You like make this place much better, and uh, they're lucky to have you. And uh, I hope so. I'm 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 proud of this school. You know, for that. You know what I mean? Thank you. Yeah, I know yeah. that, and that means a lot because I know, like, you know, yeah. we we both have mixed feelings about our time hey. here. Um, 
And I appreciate all of the things that you said about mistake making and, you know, taking people for what they are um, and something we talked about, holding two truths that might be conflicting in the same space. That's right. Um, so, yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate you. Yeah. I appreciate you coming back and doing this. I think this is going to um, mean a lot. It means a lot to me and it, like it it exemplifies what we've been trying to do with the work here, the, the equity work that we're doing here. So thanks. Yeah, yeah, right on that.